listeners, welcome into episode, I'm not actually very sure, 228 of Keith's Craft Collective, whatever check before we did this. Uh, this episode, uh, you might hear the pod dog, he's just done his dinner at the postman, but you never know, there's woofing him yet. I'm upstairs, so I've got the lady out beside me. And my little teddy orangutan here, because he's nice and soft. I've got a blather with comfort, a lot to crack, and a me 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 section. So get whatever gives you comfort this episode, and I'll tell you what's been happening in Christmas this past month. <laughs> well, I'm getting good at that piano, aren't I? Yes, listeners, you guessed it, I'm on my phone. Um, I'll tell you why and what to crack. So, now for the blather. Comfort. I have to have it in, otherwise it doesn't feel right. Comfort. Um, the UK has been in lockdown most of January. Uh, in Scotland, particularly, our schools didn't open. I don't quite understand what the thoughts be- before they opened the schools for one day in England, but, you know, there's... Yeah. So, it's been an interesting month. Um, and by interesting, I mean it's not been good fun at all. Uh, we've taken every ten- tiny, tiny, tiny little good thing and clung to it. If there's been a baby born, it gives us joy. If um, somebody has got a merit in their schoolwork, we get great delight. If the sun comes out, it's a big deal. It's been a dark month and we are in a cold month and there's been snow here and sometimes the weather's been awful. So we are taking comfort where we can. Your comfort might be food, your comfort might be TV, your comfort might be sitting squishing your little teddy, um, I was going to say your unicorn, but he's not, he's an orangutan. <laughs> it could be yarn, it could be cross-stitch, could be jigsaws. Everybody's got their different types of things that give them comfort. Some things are, are literally something that you like to feel in your hand that's nice and soft, like a baby comforter. Or things that we like to do. Some people like to sew. Some people like to go out exercising. And you've just got to find whatever it is that can give you comfort. And also own your comfort. If you think it's a guilty pleasure of watching something. Like, I don't know, Bridgerton. Or um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer again. Or whatever it is. Own your comfort. I'm only holding my little orangutan here because he's nice and soft and he's nice and warm as well. Um, comfort to you is different to comfort for me and different to somebody else. Some days you can't face the world. It's been a very hard month, hasn't it, listeners, of the UK. 
I'm taking great comfort by looking at places in the world where they can go about their business and not have to face the restrictions that we are just now. So I hope that they carry on and I send all our love to places like Taiwan, New Zealand, Melbourne and Australia just now and other places where they can go about and look like they're having fun. Kind of been just going through the days and watching YouTube or um, Instagram seeing what everybody's doing and it isn't until you come across a video of um, say somebody's walking down the street and saying oh we're getting a bit more back to less restrictions here and I thought wow I didn't realise I missed it until I saw it so sometimes you don't think about it until you kind of get there and um, one day two weeks ago there was a letter from me in the post and I thought I've not had a letter in ages. It's nice to get nice posts, isn't it, listeners? And here was a letter. And whilst it was actually, well, not whilst, it was from Angela of Scotch Tweed. And whilst we WhatsApp regularly, have had a letter from her before. And it was really, 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 really lovely. And I'd forgotten how nice it was to get a letter. So I wrote her back. And <laughs> I actually said to her, that um, pretend this is on Basildon Bond nice writing paper <laughs> pretend it's sealed with a wax seal with my monogram on it and pretend it's got writing and nice writing on it and pretend it's got nice drawings on it like Beatrix Potter <laughs> instead of my terrible scribbles and handwriting and um, A4 scrap paper that I had but nonetheless I sent her back a letter and I hope she got as much comfort from it as I did from hers and then my mum said that she had got a letter from my cousin and it was eight pages and it was just maybe kind of the way I write just describing what's happening here and now and in eight pages there was not one spelling mistake not one thing scored out and rewritten. And I just felt like she was sitting beside me in the room. And I think my mum got great comfort from it as well. So thank you to Angela. And um, if any of you just fancy writing a letter to somebody that you haven't written for two in a while or somebody that you know would like it, please do so because... I really, 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 really enjoyed getting that letter in the post. Um, it's nice to get cards, and I have appreciated some of you listeners. I've got Christmas cards in January, but it was still lovely to get them. Um, there was a few of you, so I very much appreciate that, and thank you. They're actually still up on my uh, mantelpiece downstairs, even though the decorations were down pretty much Christmas Day, Boxing Day. Although, I still have my Christmas lights up in the hall. They are now back turned into fairy lights and they were put up there in November, the very end of November. I think I mentioned to this to you before. And I said if they're before Christmas, they're 
fairy lights <laughs> or after Christmas they be, or during Christmas or Christmas lights and because they give me joy and they make things twinkly I put them on and I love them and mm, thankfully my brother's not come around and poured scorn on them but if something like that gives you joy or comfort then I say why not let's go for it <laughs> Daisy's currently screeching I have no idea why They've had a great deal of comfort from playing with Bucho. Bucho, <laughs> we are all fighting over getting the comfort from Bucho because we all insist that he is our dog. Now the noise you might hear is Richard riddling the fire because we get comfort from heat. May you have money for fuel for comfort from heat. Um, if your comfort is sitting in front of your log fire or coal fire and you don't always have it on why not go and put it on just now have a comforting hot chocolate or have a comforting glass of wine or mulled wine left over or I've still got to eat my Christmas pudding <laughs> and I, we don't often eat Christmas pudding on Christmas day because we're always too full after the dinner and then Richard went away on boxing day and I says oh I'll, I'll wait until you come back so it's far too much to eat for one I've never actually gotten around to eating it and my brandy butter is well out of date. <laughs> so I have to buy some ice cream to, and I think I'll have it tonight. Um, I'm just trying to grab the things that give us a little bit of respite and comfort from all the bad stuff that goes on. And I saw a tweet today that I thought was extremely appropriate for me because I'm not ill. I'm not destitute. I have a job. But I don't feel as happy as I should or normally would I just feel a bit pandemicked and it's not just me so I'm hoping that if I say that this to you and you feel like that then you'll know that you're not alone and like they say it's okay not to be okay so and also if you do suffer from depression be it clinically registered or acknowledged or anything and you're feeling a wee bit out of sorts then um, we're all here online community is a very helpful one and there's always somebody about to even just acknowledge that you don't feel great so and sometimes we're not always able to go out and give comfort ourselves but we see that somebody else has reached out and I think that's a good thing um, so I'm trying to give this as comfort to you and even if it's just comfort Plus your earning. Hello, earning corner. How are you all? Um, specifically, Ella. She gives me great comfort in seeing her Instagram posts. Um. Yeah. So, I think that's about my point. I haven't actually written this longhand. I'm just kind of. These are the things I've been thinking to do. And uh, actually writing them down was getting a bit beyond me, and I thought, no, I want a podcast. I don't feel like I have to have to podcast because I just, we know when you don't want to do something too much and you eventually don't do it. So I thought, no, I want to speak to you um, and give you a little bit of comfort. So listener, oh, I'll tell you what we did do today, which was really, really lovely, was we went for a walk with the dog around Dunnet Forest. And <laughs> I've said this before, Dunnet Forest is not forest. Dunnet Forest is a woodland. But it was quite busy, actually. And we did expect that, but it was 
And we only met one couple that we knew. So we didn't have much of a chat because I didn't know them that well. And it was icy in bits, but it was frosty in other bits. And the trees and the birdies and Buckle had a lovely time to himself. Um, Buckle, <laughs> Buckle got bathed last night and Buckle doesn't really like being clean. I don't think he likes the smell of him being clean. So he took great delight and great comfort in going and not being so clean anymore. So it was just nice. The sunshine was there and it was perfect because um, I've not been very many places and neither of the children. So it was just nice. And obviously being in nature is very good for the soul. A few times I have been over to the bird height. Um, I think I mentioned this last episode and I've been back a couple of times now. Not seen the otter again, but it was just as nice. And uh, when Richard came back from after his New Year's shift, he <laughs> took a couple of bottles of wine and we got rather tipsy in the bird hide and it was good fun. Buckle loved it. He loves going over there because it's fenced out of... Um, fenced round so he can't go into the sheep fields, the livestock fields and he can just jump over the heather and he's too far away for the birds to bother them and he just has a really really good time and we have a really good time just sitting, we were catching up tipsy, <laughs> it was really fun and then Richard is now finished with that contract so he's not going back offshore he has started work with another company on Monday and he's based at home but going to be working on sh- onshore around Scotland and he was on Sky on Thursday and Friday. Um, I didn't really mention it to and now he's going to be back at home so it's, it's a bit of a change which is good and whilst he's travelling about the place it's fine. It might be a bit weird in this because I had almost finished the section and Richard came in the door and he says, oh, I didn't know you were recording. I was like, yes, I said I was going to record. Nobody listens to anybody in this house. So, also, Buchle had gone a bit mad at the posty, woofing and woofing and woofing because he's defence of the realm park and, um, yeah, disruption. However, uh, I will pause the, that era, that the Sanction now. <laughs> Listeners, it's a good job you love me, isn't it? I better not be too hard on him because he brought me up a cup of coffee and a jacket because he thought it was cold. I never feel guilty for showing him. <laughs> Anyway, listeners, um, we had snow last week and I really wanted to find a nice poem for uh, snow because Sandy's homework at some point was a poem. I think this was before Christmas. He was doing war poetry because they had a test on it and they did a couple of the war poems. One of them I knew quite well and the other one I hadn't and... um, I kind of get poetry to a point. I like the feeling it gives you. And then I kind of, when it starts asking, what does it mean? I have to get help for this. But I do appreciate the prose of 
poetry, or most of them. So when it snowed last weekend, uh, the Bairns got to make a snowman down at my mum's. There wasn't enough snow here to do that. There was enough to make snowballs and the chickens were all like, what is that stuff? I'm not sure if I like that. <laughs> they did in the end. But um, the Bairns went down, there was loads of snow at Wick and they got to make a proper big snowman. So that was cool. And then I thought, it'd be nice to have a poem to read to you about snow. But I couldn't find one that I liked. Um, Louise of the Louise Golly fame has sent me a couple of Norman McCaig's poems on snow and I do suggest that you find them because they're lovely. However, this is the one that I found in my book. I've got a book and it's called Best Love Poems, edited by Neil Phillip, over 100 poets and um, the copyright is okay. So this is called The Thought Fox by Ted Hughes. I imagine this midnight moment's forest, something else is alive, beside the clock's loneliness and this blank page where my fingers move. Through the window I see no star, something more near. Though deeper within darkness is entering the loneliness, cold, delicately as the dark snow, a fox's nose twitches touches twig leaf two eyes serve a movement that now and again and now and now sets neat prints into the snow between trees and wearily a lame shadow lags by stump and in hollow of a body that is bold to come across clearings an eye a widening deepening greenness brilliantly concentratedly coming about its own business till with a sudden sharp hot stink of fox it enters the dark hole of the head. The window is starless still, the clock ticks, the page is printed. I have no idea why I like that. I know some people don't like foxes, if, especially if they are farmers. But to me that gives me a, a feeling of a fox coming out of its den. I just quite like it. I just quite like how it ends with the page is printed. No idea what it's about other than a fox. <laughs> I'm sure some of you who are better at poetry than I do instantly know. I would have to look that up on the internet. But I have to say that the internet is our friend when we are doing homeschooling. Which I will come on to in a second. Now, I don't know if... Um, you are homeschooling or homeworking uh, just now, but I am. I can do one or the other quite well. I struggle when there's both of them at the same time. And I really struggled the other day when they were both asking me questions at the same time as I was working quite concentratedly. In fact, I quite like that word. Where was it? Uh, brilliantly concentratedly. <laughs> as I was reading that, I was thinking, oh, is that actually a word? But the more we read, the bigger our vocabulary becomes, the more rich and diverse that we can use different languages to emote different feelings. And I have to say that I am lacking in my reading just now. I just don't have the concentration. Um, like I said before, I've tried to think about podcasting for you. Um, I wanted to have a nice big burn supper cross stroke up Helia 
celebration podcast for you all coming in and we could have had a virtual uh, celebration together and uh, catching up. But like I said before, it meant concentratedly <laughs> and writing and I just wasn't there. So pretend you were all here for a Kaylee and it was good fun. Um, I have done them in the past, so if you really feel desperate, feel free to troll back through many past episodes. Um, we had good fun then, and I'm sure we would have good fun now. So, um, it's been hard going, but I feel because Sandy's doing third year stuff, he does get quite a heavy workload, and there was one week where he was quite far behind, so we spent quite a bit of time catching up together. Well... Basically, I sat beside him and asked him if he knew what I was doing and he said yes, mostly. And I spent the rest of the time telling him to do it. <laughs> Stop procrastinating, Sandy, you're worse than your mother. So, um, yeah, that was what I've been doing. Um, and coming up are some online yarn festivals, which is quite cool. Um, we can carry on supporting our designers and our yarn dyers or yarn producers online if that gives us a comfort and we can afford to um there's i actually had a dilemma this week and i wasn't sure if i was going to tell you or not but a designer who maybe didn't um or did see something in the uh, racist she, it was a little bit on the racist side last year. She never apologised for what she said and I just thought, mm, I'm not really entertaining you anymore. And I didn't do the whole cancel culture and call her out on this, but I just stepped aside and thought, well, I don't think I'm going to... I, I don't know if I followed them anyway, but I thought, well, I'm not buying anything from you. I hadn't bought anything from her anyway. However, now is the dilemma. I've seen a pattern that's coming out and I really, really like it. <laughs> However, my moral compass would not let me carry on and I shall not be buying this pattern. But you can kind of see where these things come from and yeah. So my moral compass wavered a little bit in the fact that I I really, really really like the pattern. But I really, really like my listeners or friends that would be offended by something that she said. So then I remembered and then thought better of myself and give myself a bit of a sugar. I like that word, sugar. So there was actually a yarn festival that is still planning to go ahead in person and it's not all that far away, but I don't know how. I think that this might take us quite a while to get back to being in a crowd of people. Maybe this time next year, the world will be altogether a more vaccinated place but until we reach them I personally don't think I would be comfortable going to many places where there are going to be big crowds of people and I think that's a shame. I know last year that there was the old craft fair um, some of the local artisans there was a gin company had gone to one and I remember thinking I didn't know we were even allowed to do that, but they still have them or had them at one point when the numbers were low in the summer. So maybe it will come a point to that again. 
And whilst we were walking around the forest today, actually, uh, Sandy says, I don't really like people just now. And I says, what do you mean? He says, I just feel uncomfortable going near them. And I says, that'll pass. Well, once we feel safe again, that feeling will go. And people will again show how diverse and wonderful that they actually are. Because whilst humans <laughs> are not the nicest of things, they can also be the most wonderful of things too. And it's trying to remember that as well. Um, there are other things going on. Um, Carrie Westerman's got a most beautiful yellow jumper out just now. Can't remember the name of it, but it's a golden yellowy colour and it's got a nice pattern on it. And it just... The Bernie Sanders thing <laughs> is funny. Although, do you know, out of the inauguration, um, the poet Amanda... I'm sorry, I can't remember her second name. I'm going to say begins with an H. But her poem, po- her poem, oh, it was amazing. And I loved how she touched on um, Mia, I can't remember her name, the And Still I Rise poem. She touched on that and I was like, oh. Just the way she wrote it. And I think that I might study that poem when um, I have time. Because it was of optimism. And I do like to be optimistic. Um, so, oh, I can't remember what I was saying now. However, oh, right. So in their inauguration, um, the women were dressed amazingly in bright, bright colours. And the Madam Vice President, which is the new thing. Pretty cool. And then Bernie Sanders kind of has... Mm, maybe overshadowed things a little bit but his mittens have kind of taken over a bit they've been a bit of a trend and the memes have been really quite funny you have to take it quite funny um yeah it has overshadowed the amazing woman however he bernie sanders does raise money for some good causes as well and i think we need a little bit of laughter so we could possibly take it that way but um, everything did seem to be quite brown for a while and the patterns on his um, recycled jumpered mittens that he had bought from a, a lady who raises money for charity um, pretty cool and it was quite cool how there was this interest in knitting and if <laughs> you got past the memes well, the memes were quite funny. My favourite one was the Stadler and Waldorf from the Muppets. And then there was one where there were, it's the old poster where they're all sitting on the big scaffolding pole where they were making the sky scrapers back in America in the 20s and he's sitting on the edge. <laughs> that made me laugh. And then Sandy sent me a video where they were, there was lots of them lots of Bernie Sanders and David Attenborough was um, describing or a David Attenborough impersonator doing a voice of the Bernie Sanders um, as like they were wildlife. However, it didn't, it didn't detract from the poem. The, to me, the organization was about optimism of change and the Paris Agreement has been re-signed and with 
they're not always going to do things that I agree with. Um, I just feel that it is better than what we had. Trump, bye-bye. So, um, oh, I had something I was going to say to you about, uh, do, 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 what was it? Oh, listeners, think about jokes and stuff just now. Do a wee song. In fact, I'll have a little bit of music and then I'll think about what it was I was going to say. Hold on. What was it? Oh, I know. <laughs> I had said, in a world of brown, you can be gold because Carrie's t- jumper uh, was gold and it was beautiful. There was something else as well. Can't remember what it is. But. No, nah, it's gone. Anyway. Me, me, me section. Um, I actually have been knitting. I know, listeners. Um, and I've been comfort knitting. This was the whole point of my uh, blather that I hadn't written down. Oh, dear listeners, I'm sorry. This isn't going to be one of the best episodes, is it? However, Iron Corner, you're still there. You've got a few more to go. Or you're finished and you're having your wee cup of tea. Um, and my comfort knitting is garter stitch. And um, my shawl that I'm knitting just now, sort of garter stitch and sort of no, it's got some pearl in it but it's okay and it's called The Clincher by Ash Cairns I can't read what that says something knitting hand knitting listeners sorry my lighting's terrible actually I was taking minutes the other day online meet staff meeting and I said I said what does this three words mean and it was three names and then I was like, I don't know what it is. And then I went, oh, hi, Don, I know. That's so-and-so's cats who appeared. I was actually going to put them in the meeting note as attending the meeting, just to see if anybody read the minute. But because I had to ask who the, who these three names were, couldn't because I'd spoiled the surprise. <clears throat> anyway, so I am on the edging of my clincher shawl. And I'm using three Irish girls sock weight yarn and it says a merino nylon and it is in browns and it's really, really nice. This was a lovely gift to me from the very, very nice Torbo gal, Lisa, who I think about and she just makes me smile because she's a good egg. So I'm on the edge, but I had to do Saturday morning undoing... The drinking, drunken, I wasn't drunk, I'd had a glass of wine. The knitting well under the influence of the Friday night today. <laughs> because it, I wasn't 100% sure what I was doing anyway, but I was all, uh, I was all arrogant. I was like, I know what I'm doing. I looked at it this morning and went, I clearly didn't know what I was doing, listeners. So I undid what I mostly did and I'm looking at it and it says you need 50 grams for the last bit. Now I know that'll be an overestimation or 50 yards. It was, yeah, 50 yards, which is different from 50 grams. If you're doing maths, homeschooling, always write down what unit you're doing, grams or um, yards, because the teacher will mark you down if you don't. 
Here, I was even doing deviation yesterday, which I can't remember doing that ever. But when it described it as these were peas, I went, oh, I know what to do. <laughs> the, and I says, is that average? And he went, yeah, or mean. And I went, oh, why did they give it a different name? I can't remember. However, I drew the line at computing because I never, ever did coding. So we had to wait for his dad to do that. <laughs> anyway, um, but teachers understand. If you write to the child's teachers of they don't get this or they're struggling with this this week or they just feel a little bit overwhelmed, teachers will understand and get back to you and just tell your teachers. So that's what we've been doing, if at all. It's happened. Uh, anyway, I get back to the knitting. So my comfort knitting is... Knitting something where I don't really have to pay too much attention to it. And if I can pick it up and put it down anytime, it's fine. Other people's comfort knitting is what Twin City Island does. Uh, and it includes all the cables. It looks beautiful, but I don't know how she does it. However, you carry on. Just carry on. And then Twin City Jan, she's making this hat with three or millions of strands of knitting at the same time. And it's a beautiful textured stitch, but she says because she's got three or four strands or millions of strands, it's splitty. So it's taken her ages. But it will be worth it when it is done, Jan, because it looks beautiful just now. And then you've got Ella, who's finished a shawl, a hat and a blanket and a cowl. Because she has it all on her blogging board and it's all drying out. So, or maybe even if you're just comfort washing your knittings or you're comfort wearing your woolly socks or your uh, knitted cowl. And Barbara got back to me and told me that the cowl that she made me had been sitting in her cupboard where she keeps her aromatherapy oils and that's what it smelled of. It was divine. I'm afraid it now smells of my perfume. But <laughs> I get the old whiff still. And it has silk in it, like... It was suggested, so oh, I love it. And then I had left it at my mum's, and I got back and I was just, that's where it is, I've been looking for this. And she said, mm, yeah, you left it here. I wasn't going to tell you, because my mum's like, I really like this. And then when mum went off on Wednesday, oh, I haven't come back to that, but I will come back to that. Mum was here on Wednesday, and... She wasn't going to stay for her tea, but she did stay for her tea because you do that. And she went off in the dark and she didn't have her jacket. She just had her uh, gilet. So I says, oh, you're a bit cold. Do you want a jacket? She says, no, 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 sorry. I says, well, put this on. And I put on, and I went, oh, you're not getting that one. <laughs> I put on another cowl that I'd made of hand spun. It's nice and warm, but it wasn't the one that Barbara gave me because I'm not that nice. I love my mum very, very much. But not that much. It's terrible, isn't it? I thought it was more of a joke than anything. So my mum was here and we got on to doing the jacket that I cut out. This is the purple jacket that I got cut out from a Prima pattern from 2012. Somebody had given me the patterns quite a while ago. And it's got five pieces, two of which are the sleeves. <laughs> and there's no way I would manage to do this by myself doesn't seem that complicated but I'll get there so uh, we've got to the point of we are joining the 
front and the back, at the shoulders and then down the sides. I've done the sleeves to the point of um, it now needs it's overlocked and I can't remember if I overlock them before or after they get attached to the garment. I am going to be using my overlocker for this and I'm sitting beside it. I'll give a wee pat for you. And I've got one, two, three, four overlocking threads sitting waiting to get threaded on. Um, huge top tip. When you get an overlocker and it has got a little bit of sample thread threaded through, do not work that on and take it out and unthread your machine because the big top tip with an overlocker is you somehow or other take the overlocking threads and you knot them the new thread to the old thread if you're changing colour and then you work that through your machine and you have to do a really tiny little knot otherwise sometimes it sticks and then you don't have to re-thread it because some of them can be a little bit awkward um if you've got i think mine i've got four threads on mine and number three and four can be quite awkward mum was watching some youtube video on overlocking because she's like that i should but i haven't <laughs> and she was said that the lady who was doing hers the number one thread which was the closest one that goes in the needle is the most important colour so if you have got only got um one or two of the colour that you're using that's the dominant thread that you put in the closest one to your needle and i have one purple and uh, three navy blues so i will use put the dominant purple onto number one um needle thread and i says but i it said here as i read the instructions that you only put all four threads on if you're doing a stretch material and she looked at me she says louise that is stretch material and i went fair point well presented right that's what we'll do so and then she would mum would have kept sewing but i was just like looking at her going uh my name is Louise and that's all I know. So she kept talking to me and I'm like, you can tell me that again next week because I'm not taking it in. And she she knows, but she can't because she's so excited. She loves doing it. And what we did do was we put the bias binding onto the neckline and then we hemmed the front because this has got a waterfall front on it. And I still don't see how it's going to waterfall front like the picture, but I'm going to trust it. And we did the sleeves and put in the gathering thread at the top. And then mum went to put it together and she went, oh, and, you know, when they make that noise. Oh, you think, oh no, what have I done? What did I do wrong? Because it was all going so swimmingly well. And she said, it doesn't, it doesn't match up there. And she couldn't figure out why. And if mum can't figure it out, it's wrong. <laughs> so, normally it's me that's wrong. But um, she says, because you've cut the pattern out, right? So, ta-da. Wow, I'm quite surprised about that. But, um, so she's worked out that the way I'll sew it, it will be right. 
ever listeners, I'm sure I'll tell you in the next episode. So what I really kind of fancy doing is just a little bit of quilt sewing. And uh, that is a quilt top that I can see, but I haven't really gotten much further on. And also with the clincher, I got to the edge and I think I need to find a contrast colour. And I'm looking at my yarns and I'm thinking, hmm, what colour goes with brown? Because I was kind of wanting to do the whole thing in the same colour, but I really don't think I've got 50 yards left on that yarn. So I don't want to get halfway through the loops because you're doing an I-cord loop um, edge down the very end of your triangle. I could tell you what kind of triangle it is, but I'm not doing Daisy's maths right now, so I have forgotten what they are. I can work at the angles on them because <laughs> I'm so good at that now. Um, <laughs> I did all this in school and I've <laughs> completely forgotten. But the little Hegarty videos that they have, and you sort of osmose it, even if you're not really trying to help your sub, your daughter do her maths at the time. So, um, I need to work out what colour I've got in stash would match the brown. But, it's fun doing that, so it was just a case of actually getting upstairs and getting it done. I did buy PVA glue to do a little bit of quilling um, and I thought it would be really nice to send somebody a quilled card but then what stopped me was well, I'll need to buy the big fat stamps because you need to send quilled cards in box envelopes and they need more expensive stamps. So I didn't do that. <laughs> this is really what I didn't do. Um, oh, I know what I was going to tell you way back. That was it. Uh, what I have been doing, as usual, is watching K-dramas because they make me happy. And there's been two that I've been watching and one's called A Love So Beautiful or something. Um, I just It's not very long and there is a Chinese version of it but this is the Korean version and it was Christmas time and everybody was making little presents and somebody was cross-stitching and somebody else was knitting and I'm watching her thinking is she actually knitting or is she just acting like she's knitting and the actress in this was and then the second actress wanted to knit and or character and she couldn't she said I don't know how to knit and then she had her dad started knit for her and he was knitting well I could tell he was probably knitting and he handed it back to her and then it was made out that she couldn't knit and her friend's some of which were boys and some of which were girls were like, oh yeah, I can knit here, give us it here. So they were passing it round and it was quite good. And then the other one I'm really, really, really enjoying and it makes me laugh quite a lot is called True Beauty. And it had the main lead, uh, the, the male lead who is, he's, he's gorgeous. Um, he's very pleasing to look at. <laughs> and the more I've seen him in acting, in a, Cha Won Yi, I think he's called. Oh, I can't remember, but he plays the main lead in um, True Beauty and he's knitting because his girlfriend is giving him things to um, help him with his stress and she gives him these little worry, worry teddies. He says, she says, you tell them your worries and you sleep with them under a pillow and they take away your worries and here I've got you some knitting as well and he looks at her, it's a bit strange, he says, oh, it's really good for knitting. 
And because she's given it to him, you see him in the next bit and he's watching YouTube and he's trying to cast on. And then it carries on. And I'm, I'm, I was like, well, uh, will I screenshot this and put it on? And I'm like, look, my favourite drama is knitting. And then I thought, no, I better not. <laughs> and then he's knitting and he's struggling a little bit. And his pal comes in. He says, what are you doing? He says, oh, I'm trying to do some knitting. And he says, give it here, I can do this. And then the other friend comes in and says, oh, are you knitting? I can knit. And then somebody else comes in and it was like, is this a knitting club? <laughs> These four really, really handsome young men sitting knitting in a cafe in Korea. And I was like, yeah, this is why I watch this. It was just two worlds collided. And it made me happy and gave me great comfort. So listeners, talking to you has given me great comfort. I feel so much happier. You can hear it in my voice. Um, I know what I'm doing now. But what I am going to do is publish the episode, download it, make it an MP3 play file because it uploads from the app onto um, the device as an MP4. And the new things at Spotify and Google don't like it as mp4 they like it as mp3 apologies if i've already said this i did say this and i can't remember if i've done this on the first draft of this or the second draft because there was a first draft and book all started within so i started again and i can't remember if i told you this or not but listeners i know you love the sound of my voice <laughs> <laughs> because i love you i love you very very much um oh and i tell you what else i did get for christmas is a concealed zipper foot. I actually bought it myself because I was buying mum a foot for her machine that she had lost. Um, we have the same machine, so she she was like, oh, but mine's is a newer version. Um, she said, oh, I really miss this one. And I was like, why, well, where did you put it? Like, she says, oh, I think somebody borrowed it. And now at the sewing club and... I don't know, it just disappeared. And also, I ordered that came... I can't remember if it came... Oh, it did, it came before Christmas. Um, I've already told you this, but I've not yet fitted. Is the automatic threader of my machine. I have told you this, sorry, listeners. Um, but what did come from Spoonflower was my sloth fabric. It came after the new year. And I had ordered zips to go with it, so I'm a concealed zip. So I'm looking for a dress for when we eventually do go back to work to the office um that takes as a dress that's two meters not two and a half meters because yeah but i would like to get this jacket finished before then um nothing at all matches with anything else i wish i was that kind of person i do suit certain colors like dark blue deep colors deep purple Oh, I want to start singing, but I won't. Um, and browns for my hair colouring, but nothing ever matches with me because that's the kind of that's the way I roll. And I'm I'm probably not going to change because I'm just like that. Um, I did see some Viking fabric that I was quite tempted by, but oh, I I didn't get it. Um, I don't know what my next. Oh. There was a shirt pattern that I think I might do because I have some fabric that I think will do for that. But I'm going to stick with doing that jacket first and then go back to the dress, I think. 
think that would be a plan, wouldn't it, listeners? Oh, 48 minutes. I think that's enough of me splaffing on. Right, listeners, whatever you're doing, may you have comfort to doing it. And I send you all the comfort that I possibly can. I'm sure your knitting is getting on good. I'm sure that your ironing is finished by now, listeners. <laughs> and you're not ironing too, Hannah. I'm sure that's going well as well. Um, hello to my listeners from Germany. And... Yeah. I was going to say a different country there, but everything fell out my head. <laughs> right, listeners. Um, keep on crafting. Um, we'll now have some really lovely uplifting music piano music that I didn't play but I love it so pretend I am <laughs> keep on crafting <laughs> shut up, shut up.